0: Back to e commerce on tap, brought to you by Sourceify. My name is Nathan Resnick, your host, and today we are joined by Andrew from ytera.com. Andrew, thanks so much for coming on.
1: Nathan, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. Let's do this. So,
0: we were just chatting, and you exclusively work with businesses to drive growth through YouTube, primarily focusing on actually revenue growth, not necessarily channel growth. And you had mentioned that you have a customer right now that has under 10,000 subscribers. That is generating over a million dollars in revenue from their youtube channel so i'm curious just let's start walk us through that strategy because so many businesses think and so many e-commerce brands think hey we don't have time for youtube we don't have time to grow our own channel let's partner with the influencer let's spend money on facebook and instagram let's put these shorts together but you are proving that youtube can be a great driver for revenue growth in a profitable manner, and so I'm curious. Let's just dive into that case study right off the bat.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. I'm super passionate about this stuff because I think a lot of entrepreneurs, businesses, professionals immediately write off YouTube, saying, "Oh, I don't have time. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to use the equipment, or whatever the excuses that they're coming up with." Uh, unfortunately, the reality is, I, I would be willing to bet real money that your competitors are valuing building an audience, an organic audience on the YouTube platform. As a marketer, and I've been in the game for a long time now, I can make certain assumptions about people. It's actually really difficult to make uh, accurate predictions for, an, uh, for a specific individual, but when you're looking at a large group of people, it's super easy to make very accurate predictions. For instance, Nathan, you and I don't know each other, but I know for, with a pretty reasonable level of certainty, that when you need to search for content, you're gonna to go to Google. But when you wanna learn about something, whether it's about e-commerce or training your dog or anything, you're gonna to go to YouTube. You're gonna type in a search query on YouTube and you're gonna learn a new skill or answer a question. People don't do that on Facebook or LinkedIn or TikTok or Instagram, name the platform. YouTube is the number two website on the planet, the number two search engine on the planet. And some metrics actually show it in the number one position. So to me, it's crazy when a business goes, oh, we don't have a YouTube channel. Why? Because everybody's on YouTube. With Marketing 101, fish where the fish are. Everybody is on YouTube. And if you're not on YouTube, I can almost guarantee your competitors are, and they're gonna grab the the market share, the attention that you should be capturing. I will argue this until I'm blue in the face. The most valuable asset, the most valuable currency on the planet is your time and attention. It's not real estate. It's not money. It's not cryptocurrency. It's not oil. It's not gold. It's not any of that stuff. It's your time and attention. And you don't have to really go that far, whether it's Alex Romosey or Grant Cardone, or you look at any successful person in whatever niche it is you're in. And it's very likely that they have a very aggressive YouTube evergreen campaign. So let's back it up to uh, this case study that we were highlighting earlier. So I have a client Full disclosure. It's not an apples and apples comparison here. They're not e-commerce. They're actually financial education, financial services. Okay. So high ticket, we're talking about high ticket item and we have a process that we follow. And I'm happy to drill deeper into this. If you want to uh, pick my brain on that part, but we have a way to track the trackable gross revenue that is being generated from and as of right now, at the time of this recording, what day is it? It's September 12th, 2023. Last I checked yesterday or a couple days ago, they were at $990,000 in gross trackable revenue for a channel less than 10,000 subscribers. Why? Because what me and my team obsess over more than anything else is our client's viewer. That's why we're able to get our results for our clients because be honest, our clients are secondary. We obsess over our client's viewer. If you bring value to the viewer, everything else takes care of itself. Okay? We're not worried about going viral. We're not worried about going crazy on the trending page or what have you. We're worried about attracting the right viewers, not the most subscribers. Subscribers are just a vanity metric at the end of the day, attract the right viewers, then those viewers will enter your funnel. A portion of those viewers will convert into leads and then a portion of those leads will convert into paying clients or customers, depending on what your product or service is, right? And if you treat YouTube the right way you are now leveraging one of the world's most powerful AIs on the planet. Everybody's talking about AI right now. But the thing is I've been using AI for years because YouTube switched to an AI model back in 2013. Everyone's losing their minds over AI. I'm like, this isn't new. We've been using AI for forever and a day. Leveraging one of the most powerful AIs on the planet to make sure that it's putting a spotlight on your brand. Let me put it this way and then I'll pause. What's the number one pain point for any business, any professional, any business? They want their brand to be put in front of the perfect person at the perfect time. Honestly, if you can solve for that, you can blow up any brand. You really can. You can blow up any business. You can be hugely, wildly successful. What's the number one thing that the YouTube AI obsesses over 24, seven, 365? Let's put the perfect video in front of the perfect viewer at the perfect time.
0: It's amazing. That's almost mind blowing. I, I really liked and I found really interesting your point on how YouTube is a search engine, right? Because so many th- people think about driving growth through SEO and just focus on Google. And I'm curious, what, what what is the equivalent of like SEO on YouTube, right? And how do you actually track and understand the search volume for certain keywords on YouTube? I'm sure there's tools out there on Google. I know there's like Ahrefs, there's SEMrush. There's a lot of tools that you can track or even just Google Keyword Planner that you can track search volume through Google search, there's gotta be an equivalent for YouTube. How should some, someone go about understanding and putting a, a plan in, in place to actually rank for the right keywords on YouTube and, and have an SEO strategy on YouTube?
1: Great question, great question. Okay, so I'm actually gonna piss some people off with my answer though, okay? <laughs> so a little heads up for you there. So let's do uh, macro micro. Let's start wide and then zoom in. I gotta preface this, okay? I think there are too many people out there, too many businesses, even and too many creators that put too much emphasis on search. When you look at the data and the data doesn't lie, only 10% of YouTube views. I'm talking globally around the world. Only 10% of the views are generated through search or or as a result of the search algorithm. Everyone talks about the YouTube algorithm. I, I have this thing, words matter, right? Call me crazy. Words matter. There is no YouTube algorithm. There's YouTube algorithms. There's an algorithm for search, there's an algorithm for suggested, there's an algorithm for browse, there's an algorithm for playlist. there's an algorithm for everything. And then the AI oversees all of those algorithms. Only 10% are a direct result from the search algorithm. Every business only has a finite amount of uh, time, money, and resources, right? So if you're going to really want to do this right, then I'm not saying ignore search. There's definitely a time and a place, especially if you're launching a brand new channel or if your channel is still on the smaller side, or maybe it was inactive for the last three years. And now you're kicking your butt trying to say, geez, I'm listening to this amazing podcast. I need to get my button gear. I need to get more active and get my brand more active on the YouTube channel. So there is definitely a time and place to treat search with a higher priority. But when the channel gets some momentum, I would definitely advise 98% of your attention should be now optimizing your content for browse and suggested. Because that's how you're going to really blow up and dominate your niche. And it's less so search. Okay. Now, having said all of that, one of the main objections people will have as far as not creating a YouTube channel is oh, I don't know what to make. I don't know what to talk about. If you're in business, that's a terrible excuse because you should, and if you don't, you should start, <laughs> you should be collecting a list of FAQs whether uh, these are regular questions that uh, people are asking you over and over again. If you're at the point where you're getting sick of answering the same questions about your product or service, that's a big red flag that should be like waving in your face, telling you that you need to make a video on that. Because if your prospects and your existing clients are asking you those questions, chances are there's a lot of other people that don't know about you that are asking the exact same questions. And many of them might be typing in those uh, search queries in the YouTube search bar as we speak, right? Now, let's say you don't have a YouTube channel. But your competitors do awesome youtube is a public platform go to their content and don't even watch the video just scroll through the comments section and start collecting that data there is gold in the comments section look Mm. for the common pain points that keep popping up over and over again look at the thing look at the comments of them sharing praise for the content creator certain things that they love about uh, the content creators videos certain things that they hate about the content creators videos. Look for patterns, look for certain keywords and search terms that keep popping up over and over again that make videos and make sure you're using the exact same language in the title, okay? You might've noticed I haven't talked about Ahrefs, I haven't talked about keyword search and all of these keyword tools out there. The truth is those tools don't actually have access to the real data that YouTube and Google are using. So when you need to make SEO optimized videos on the YouTube platform, there's only one thing that I use. (laughs) There's only one thing that I trust. I guess I could break it up into two different things. Google trends and even Google trends doesn't give you the exact data. It's all scaled out, right? So that if you compare different search terms and I'm sure everyone listening to this has tried using Google trends at least once, you'll notice that a certain search term or keyword will be rated as a 100, not because it's got 100 searches, but because out of all the search terms that you're measuring against each other, this is the number one best performing search term. Because Google slash YouTube is not releasing the actual data for us. So if Google Trends isn't showing you the exact actual numbers, then how accurate are some of these other tools, right? Eh, Not so accurate when you really dive into how some of those tools are put together. So use Google Trends to give you some insightful data as far as anything that is uh, trending up, trending down, or flat. That is huge. And then obviously you can compare different search terms and and keywords against each other to determine which terms you need to be absolutely making content on and what stuff can wait. So there's that. And then the next one, it's so obvious, no one's doing it. People aren't doing it enough. The Google search bar and the YouTube search bar has an auto complete. You go into the search bar, you type, start typing in anything about your niche, your industry, your products, your services, and an auto complete uh, menu bar will populate. There's some gold in there and we can reasonably assume that the, the option that YouTube or Google's giving you at the top has more search queries than the option that it's giving you at the bottom. So just start at the top, make a video on that one, then make a video on the next one, then make a video on the third one, then make a video on the fourth one. And then just go with, it. honestly, I find a lot of people are wasting their time, money, and effort on a lot of these tools. In some cases they're paying a lot of money for these tools. And if they just did those two things, Google trends and use the autocomplete in the search bars.
0: Right, makes sense. It, it's so interesting to me that only 10% of YouTube that YouTube traffic comes from search. That's a crazy statistic. That's mm-hmm. pretty eye-opening. And, and I think it goes to show that you really have to hone in on your niche and create content that is interesting to them. I'm curious because I think a lot of e-commerce brands one of the biggest questions they're going to have listening to this is how polished do my videos have to be, or can I just get started? Because I've searched on YouTube and put in a query like how to fix my trailer hitch or whatever it may be. And it's such a low quality video that has half a million views. And who knows, maybe the guy is selling a hitch that makes it easier for my truck or whatever it may be. And so I guess I'm curious from your perspective or from an e-commerce brand's perspective, how polished do their videos really need to be to get started? Or can they just get started by creating content themselves. And is that going to start driving the the needle at least a little bit?
1: Really great question. Okay. So I'm going to first give you the answer that everyone hates, but it it depends. It depends. And, but now I'm going to let me drill in. I don't care what product or service you're offering. You need to drill down onto who your perfect buyer avatar is. And when you drill down on who that individual is, that should give you the answer. It does it need to be more polished or does it need to be more, more winging it type content. And so once you have a crystal clear understanding of who your ideal viewer, ideal buyer avatar is, start making content. If it's not resonating, if things are not going in the direction or not growing as fast as you expected, then try something else. If you've only been creating polished content, then start making some less polished content and vice versa. The truth is you won't know until you test. That's another answer that marketers always give that people hate, but the truth is you got to test. You just got to test it, right? There are times, and then every YouTube channel really should have different buckets of content anyways. So let's say you have an e-commerce channel and you're gonna include a podcast. Podcast isn't scripted, podcasts aren't polished, and you're gonna immediately establish yourself as a thought leader, just as you are, Nathan, because you're inviting speakers on, you're the host, you're driving the narrative, you're the thought leader because you're inviting all of these experts on the show. So that's an example of less polished content. And then you actually make a script for your ideal viewer, your buyer avatar, make a script, record it, give it to a video editor. They're now giving you B roll and stock images and sound effects and background uh, music and uh, lower third pop-ups. And they're doing all of those engagement techniques. Now that's an example of more polished content. You start pumping out both kinds of content. The channel will tell you what's performing great and what's And then what you need to do is follow the 80, 20 principle. If if 20% of your content is getting you 80% of the views, 80% of the watch time, then just double down on what's working and discard what's not. Any good YouTube professional is going to give you that advice. You got to pump, you got to hit the record button. You got to hit the record button, get content out, measure the results, and then just double down on what's working.
0: Makes sense. Andrew, this has been some incredible insight. We get a lot of brands listening in that are interested in YouTube. What's the ideal customer profile of YT era? Who do you really look to work with from a brand perspective?
1: Yeah, great question. Thanks. I have an online course. So some people have more time than money and other people have more money than time. So for people who don't exactly have a, a, a massive budget, we've got an online course. Go to yt4business.com, get the course. I literally downloaded everything in my head into that course. And then I offered consults for channels that are, they, they're already active. They're already active, but maybe the channel is hit a bit of a plateau. They just need an expert to take a look. Just point me in the right direction. So I let people uh, book consults with me on my calendar so I can pick their channel apart, basically roast their channel and then give some actionable tips and advice on what they need to focus on over the next month or month to six months. And then for those businesses out there that are doing, they're already doing at least a million dollars a year in revenue and they're probably doing Facebook ads. They're probably doing email marketing. They're probably doing all that other stuff, but now they want that YouTube channel. They want that silver play button. They wanna be able to dominate their niche In their channel because when you do that competition becomes irrelevant when you're controlling the narrative in your space you can write your own check basically in those circumstances what i've come to realize the whole reason why i launched ytra is because i realized a lot of businesses and professionals out there they don't have the knowledge or experience to hire a creative department to run it themselves they literally don't even know what questions to ask a video editor to figure out if they're a good video editor or not So that's when I came to the conclusion, I got to offer done for you services. So for the businesses that just want to outsource the people, processes, and problems, yeah, just come to YT era and we'll take care of all of it for you. All you got to do is hit the record button, make the videos. I will provide you coaching and guidance on what videos to make. We'll take care of the titles, the thumbnails, the project management, the YouTube optimization, all of that so that you can focus on your business and your customers.
0: Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you, Andrew, again, for coming on e-commerce on tap. Everyone tuning in, go to era.com give it a look. Andrew's insights are just incredible. I was mind blown by that fact that only 10% of YouTube video watches come from search. It's pretty, pretty interesting. So thank you again, everyone for listening in to this episode of commerce on tap brought to you by Sourceify. Subscribe, comment, it goes a long way. And thank you again, Andrew, for joining us.
1: Thank you.